Hi, this is Eric Poole. I'm Director of Marketing for Brand G Vacations, and this is the Be Brand G Podcast, where we'll give you tips and all the scoop on gay travel and on Brand G Vacations. I am here with my favorite Scottish last, Brand G's Director of Operations, Mr. Jonathan Gallagher. Well, hello. And one of our beloved, handsome, brilliant bosses. Yeah, okay, reel it in, Eric. Brand G co-owner, Jeff Gunvaldson. Yeah, Oh, Jeff is my spirit animal. Really? I thought your spirit animal animal was a pig, Jonathan. It is. <laughs> Alrighty. Shall we commence with the summer and fall trips for 2023? Yeah, I think we better move along. <laughs> now, this is part two of our 2023 Destinations podcast. So if you haven't listened to part one, you're probably very confused right now. Or drunk like you, Jonathan. I'm calling HR. Jeff is HR. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> so if you haven't listened to part one, which covers all the trips in winter and spring of 2023, be sure to go back and do that. Now, onward. Summer of 23 kicks off with a land tour and river cruise through my home country of Scotland. Yay. This trip sells out almost as soon as it's announced. I, I wonder if it's the host. I wonder if it's the hooch. Oh, well, there might be a little whiskey distillery or two on the itinerary. <laughs> which makes the host, oh, so much more palatable. Um, no, I'm kidding. The guests on our first Scotland trip totally raved about Jonathan's hosting. Who knew his passion, I guess, for his homeland is really evident on this trip. Oh, my goodness, yes. Although my husband and I will be the judges of that this summer when we take the trip. Oh, I know you and Sandy are just going to love it. And as you know, I do love my country. But let me tell you a little bit about it. This trip starts in Inverness. Uh, we're there for two nights in the luxurious Culloden House Hotel near the site of the famous Culloden Battles. We have tours uh, to Balmoral, Her Majesty the Queen's home. Uh, we're going to have welcome, wonderful welcome dinners and receptions, maybe a little bit of Scottish Cayley music. After that, we will... Uh, sail for seven nights on the exclusive Lord of the Glens. It's a luxury expedition vessel that's part of the Lindblad and National Geographic portfolios. Uh, during the trip, you're going to see the beauty that is Loch Ness and an array of Scottish islands before the trip heads to the capital city of Edinburgh. Our trip finale is a formal state dinner on the Royal Yacht Britannia, Her Majesty the Queen's floating home, uh, where the guests get to wear complimentary kilts. Yay! And I have to say, I have to say, uh, for those who haven't looked at our website, we try and find some pictures of it uh, from from our Facebook uh, and some on the website. If you look up the 23 trip and 22 trip, we have some pictures of last year's trip on there. And everyone just looks so beautiful in their kilts. And I have to say, it was just one, it was a, a wondrous experience. And it, it was like a big family camp together. It was perfect. Well, Jonathan, I, I heard you or AKA Maisie likes to wear your kilt as a mini skirt. Is that true? Well, I am a single girl, you know. <laughs> All right. Next up is our new European cruise itinerary. Uh, it's a new one for us, yeah, uh, yeah. which starts in Brussels and then goes down the Moselle and Rhine rivers from Luxembourg to Amsterdam. Uh, Jeffrey, you want to give our listeners all the glamorous details? Of course, Eric. I'd love to. So, uh, you know, one of the biggest challenges we have at Brand G is finding exciting new riverboat itineraries, you know, especially for those of our frequent travelers who have been all around the world with us. And that's one of the reasons I'm, I'm really excited about this new trip for 2023. Uh, while it covers some of the same stretches of the Rhine River that we've sailed before and visits even some of the same ports, it really is by and large a brand new itinerary and a great new way to see this, this part of the world. So first of all, we, we start off in Brussels, Belgium where you not only have the opportunity to tour that beautiful city, but we're also including a full day of touring in Bruges and Ghent. 
So you really do have quite a chance to see a lot of Belgium before we even set sail on the river cruise. So as, as most of you know that have been on our river cruises before, we normally kick off our European cruises with a couple of days on land prior to the cruise, like we, we do uh, pra, or, um, yes, Prague ahead of our Danube cruise. Um, those those pre-crew nights, you know, I guess normally include just a welcome reception and a half-day city tour. Um, so really quite nice. But in this case, we really upped our game with not only lots of additional sightseeing uh, during that pre-program, but as I mentioned also, uh, you know, as I mentioned, but also we have a couple of lunches, a boat ride, uh, museum tours, and, and just a lot more. So there's a ton of stuff packed into Belgium. You really do get a, a good chance to see that before we even head off on the cruise. Um, so then we're off to Trier where, where we board the beautiful, uh, my favorite Amadeus River boat, uh, the Amadeus Queen. And it's uh, obviously very appropriately named for our brand G guests. <laughs> but one of the things I really like about this ship is that it has an indoor-outdoor pool uh, at the back of the ship. So it adds a, a really cool element to the uh, cruise, uh, another fun entertainment area on board for guests to get fun and, and frisky in, I guess, throughout the trip. So that, that's kind of a cool thing about this particular trip. Um, so the cruise starts out on the Moselle River in the stunning Moselle Wine Valley, and eventually, uh, which eventually meets up with the Rhine. So we visit charming ports like Bern Castle, Kakam, Koblenz, Cologne, and Dusseldorf. And uh, one of the things I really love about sailing the Moselle and Rhine are that they, you know, it really is some of the most beautiful stretches of river in Europe and really in the world in general. You know, big high cliffs with castles and just stunning views at every turn of the river. Uh, so the, the river itself is a, a huge highlight of this cruise. But then again, like I said, some of the new ports of call that, you know, even if you've done the ride before, chances are you probably haven't been to Burncastle, for instance, or maybe haven't stopped in Dusseldorf. Um, but really the pinnacle of this trip is our final port of Amsterdam, where we dock right in the heart of the city during Pride. So let me tell you, if you haven't been to Amsterdam Pride, it really is, you know, one of the most incredible prides in the world. Uh, the, parade, the parade takes place on the waterways of the city and really the entire city comes out, uh, not just the LGBT community. So Eric, I know you've been to Amsterdam Pride with us a few years back and can probably share some pretty wild stories. That That is one of the most fun prides I've ever been to. Yeah, so that, that, that's just kind of a ba- uh, real quick recap of that cruise. And uh, like I say, if you've done the ride before, um, give this one a look because I really do think you're going to find there's some, some fun and exciting new twists to this particular trip. Oh, definitely. I love doing the Rhine river. There's that long stretch, as you said, Jeff, that's the most spectacular castles you'll see anywhere in Europe. Aside from Scotland, that is, I mean, it's like a Disneyland ride. I mean, you can't believe the scores of castles are actually real. I'll just leave that Disneyland ride line alone. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have to say, I, I, I really do love me some Amsterdam pride. Uh, that parade, which I think is the world's only floating pride parade. Uh, it takes place on the canals, and it is amazing. Um, oh, speaking of which, I wrote a blog uh, with some kind of valuable tips if you're on this cruise or if you're just going to Amsterdam for pride because there are ways to score like a great spot and make your parade viewing experience a whole lot better. Um, I won't go into them here, but check out the blog for tips. You'll thank me later, and you know I am accepting thank you gifts. Mm, aren't you always, Eric? <laughs> I do whatever my public demands. <laughs> then it's on to one of our most popular cruises down the Danube. This one starts with two days in Prague. Now, if you've never been to Prague, it wasn't bombed during World War II, so it looks like it belongs in a storybook with all those amazing buildings in the 14th and 15th centuries. Mm. This cruise definitely is one of my favorite European itineraries. Uh, because it really is like the greatest hits of Europe. Uh, among other places, you get Prague, 
Vienna, Budapest, uh, you know, which are really some of the most beautiful cities in Europe. And quite honestly, it's, it's really the, as I call it, the, uh, the, start, the starter drug for river cruising, because once you've done this one, you're going to be hooked. Oh, for sure. Vienna is my favorite city in Europe. I think it's just so grand. You know, the the Ringstrasse, the the big boulevard that runs a ring around the city center, it's just so crammed full of spectacular buildings and palaces and stuff. I mean, I think, I don't know, I think I must have had a former life as an Austrian prince. Yeah, or maybe a scullery maid. Rude. Oh, no, no, gentlemen. <laughs> I have to say, I especially love Schönbrunn Palace. It's the former residence of the Habsburg emperors. And it's simply one of those bucket list must-see places. The raw history of all the European monarchy is connected by this great dynasty. Even the famous French queen Marie Antoinette was born in Vienna at the Hofburg Palace. I wonder if that's why the Viennese love a nice cake. Ooh, <laughs> make sure you don't miss it. the Lipizzaner stallions at the Spanish riding school. I haven't actually been able to go in and see them at any point because uh, the performances are limited. But even if you just stroll past it, you get a wonderful view of all the, the horses in the stables and being taken out paraded around the little hall. Yeah, I was able to, uh, Sandy and I were able to uh, see a show there because um, they were performing when we were there several years ago in the wintertime. And, and uh, um, you can, the, the venue itself is just like really amazing to see inside. And you can get standing room tickets that are crazy cheap. Um, it, and to me, it's worth it just to see the venue and all these people that are all ducked out in tuxes and gowns and stuff. Um, obviously, if you're in standing room seats, you don't need to wear a tux or a gown unless you want to. Yeah, well, I always love a tux and a gown. You know me. Uh, but remember, Eric, <laughs> you did mention you saw the show in the winter and we will be there in Vienna, of course, on our Christmas markets uh, trip later this year uh, in December. But let's not forget St. Stephen's Cathedral, which was um, uh, is a massive Gothic cathedral and which conveniently is right in the main shopping area. For those who like a little Prada shopping or, you know, whatever. <laughs> and we can't forget that nighttime cruise down the Budapest waterfront, which mm. is one of my totally favorite moments of this cruise. Yeah, definitely, Eric. That is one of the highlights of this cruise. And I think one of the really lasting memories that a lot of our guests take away, you know, that last night in Budapest, which is absolutely a stunning city by daytime. Uh, you just can't believe it at night. I mean, the, where the buildings are completely lit up and it's some of the most grand architecture in the world. It, it really is quite the, the most beautiful uh, photo op that you'll ever have. Oh, I know. I spent hours in the hair salon just getting ready. Really? Really? Why do I talk to you people? <laughs> Next up is another new destination for Branji, Mongolia. This is why we drive Jeff in so he can talk to you about the new destinations. So big boss man. Take it away. All right, Jonathan. Well, as I mentioned earlier, we are really fortunate to have a lot of uh, Brand G super fans who've been literally around the globe with us and not just with us, but on their own. So the big question is always, where in the world do we take them next? We thought, you know, hey, what about Mongolia? I bet they haven't been there yet. Um, and by the way, uh, Eric and Jonathan, have either either one of you seen the Netflix series Marco Polo? No. Really? Uh, well, you definitely need to watch it. Uh, you know, first of all, there's the incredibly handsome and sexy lead actor, Lorenzo Riquelme. Mm-hmm. And then there's the incredibly stunning scenery of Mongolia. Oh, wow. I really do think you'll like it. You know, aside from it being quite uh, quite violent and gory, of course, in the uh, spirit of Genghis Khan, as you might imagine. So anyway, one of the main attractions of this trip is really the stark wild 
and beautiful spaces that are really hard to find in the world these days. You know, you just don't get to find it most anywhere except for maybe my home state of South Dakota. That is, <laughs> we won't talk about that. Yeah, but let's not. For those of you who've done our Africa program, and I know, uh, Eric, you've done that with us, and, and I take it you love the glamping experience during the safari portion. Loved it. Yeah, so if you like that, I mean, you're going to absolutely love this trip for some of the very same reasons. We're going to be taking you to some of the most remote places on Earth, but we're going to do it, you know, in total style and comfort, staying in luxury gears or, or yurts, as you might know them otherwise. Um, but other than the luxury accommodations and, of course, the stunning scenery, some of the highlights uh, of this trip include, you know, a real immersion in Mongolian culture. We're going to have a traditional Mongolian folk concert complete with throat throat singing um, we're also going to have a mini Nadam festival just for our Branji guests, which uh, includes horse racing, archery, and, and, you know, even wrestling. I'm in. I'm in. What's that, uh, Jonathan? Did you have, have something to add to that? I said, I'm in for the wrestling, Jonathan. All right. <laughs> would be. Maybe we can get you uh, to be really literally part of the wrestling. I'd like to see that. Yeah. I need to check my insurance policy. <laughs> well, we certainly used to being pinned down. So, you know, there's that. Eric, Eric, have you got the number for HR? <laughs> We're talking to him. I, I really do think one of the coolest parts of this trip is that there's going to be a tie into the LGBT, LGBT community of Mongolia. You know what? Uh, our lead our lead guy for this trip is uh, family, believe it or not. And he's arranged to meet up with the local uh, LGBT community in the capital city of Ulaanbaatar. So, um, we, we literally really are everywhere, aren't we, Eric? Yeah, seriously. I, who, who knew they even had gays in Mongolia? Yeah, no kidding. Wasn't it, wasn't it Russia? Wasn't it Putin who said, we don't have gays here? I mean, seriously. No, I think that's uh, it's going to be quite an amazing new addition to the Branji uh, list of fabulous itineraries around the world. And we're, we're very excited about this one. God, you're totally making me want to go on this. Um, of course, I can't because we already have two booked for next year. Um, one of which is the next trip we're going to talk about. It's one, it's a cruise that I'm, like super excited about. Um, this is going to be our first, or Brangie's first, luxury ocean cruise. Um, and it's on this amazing new, brand new ship called the World Navigator. Yes, absolutely. The guests who took our Antarctica cruise uh, right before the pandemic will know uh, of what we speak about because that was on the World Explorer. Uh, the World Navigator is the new sister ship, and it's just absolutely stunning. A real luxury experience. And, of course, being, you know, ocean cruises, the ships are much bigger than a river cruise ship. So it has multiple dining areas and lounges. And uh, best of all, the ship only holds 200 people. So it's still more of that intimate experience that our guests really love and, and want. Yeah, Eric, you know, I, I really can't tell you how excited we are about this new cruise. We've been looking for a partner like Atlas Ocean Voyages for a very long time. Um, you know, there, there's lots of small ships out there, um, but honestly, some of them are quite a bit older and don't have the nice features that the newer vessels have with the, the balconies. And, and like you mentioned, the lots of beautiful in um, public venues on board, restaurants, uh, theaters, that type of thing. Um, but not only is Atlas, you know, you know, set to have a small fleet of stunning new luxury vessels, but they're literally going to be covering the globe, you know, from the Arctic to the Antarctica and really almost anything in between. Um they, they do have all these ships are not only luxury vessels, but they're also expeditionary vessels. Um, so they really can get to every corner of the globe and, you know, some of the places that are, are very difficult to get to and do it in style. They're also going to have some really unique itineraries like the one we've snagged for 2023. Um, so this particular cruise um, in October of 23 starts in the south of Spain and Malaga, which is absolutely a beautiful place uh, in the world. And we're going to be working on a pre-cruise program down there in that in southern Spain. Um, so stay tuned for that. 
but it, it takes off from Malaga and then sails down the coast of Africa to Morocco, uh, where we get to dock in three ports, uh, Tangier, Casablanca, and Safi, which is the port for Marrakesh. You know, it really is like the greatest hits of Morocco. And the best part is you get to visit them from the comfort of your, your luxury floating hotel. Um, then after leaving Morocco, we have what many cruisers find to be the best part of any cruise, a day at sea. And I know Jonathan, a.k.a. Macy, is already quite busy planning some crazy shenanigans to keep everyone entertained on our day at sea. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, stay tuned for that. But um, after our fabulous day at sea and some time to enjoy the, the ship and the sun and all the fabulous uh, facilities on board, um, we sail to our final two ports of call in the Canary Islands, which is a part of the world that I'm guessing very few of our guests have ever traveled to. And uh, we're also working on changing the final port of the call to Las Palmas, Gran Canaria, which is the gayest of the islands. Ooh. And I, I think we'll have some positive news on that very soon. Oh, I cannot wait for this trip. Uh, ever since I saw Patsy and Adina go to Morocco on AbFab in the 90s, I've wanted to go there. And uh, we managed to get, what, two two couples, you know, friends of ours onto this before it sold out because it sold out in like 30 minutes. Yeah, it, it really did. I mean, it's probably our fastest selling itinerary of all time. And, and, you know, we're not only excited about this particular cruise in 2023, Eric, but um, we're even really more excited about what's to come in the future with Atlas uh, in 2024. So stay tuned. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to hear what the next itinerary is going to be on that. Okay. Finally, it's on to our last trip for 2023, which is another total bucket list destination, Africa. It's one of Eric's and my favorite trips ever. Yeah, definitely. As you would say, Jonathan, hashtag life-changing. Absolutely. Starts with two days in Victoria Falls, Zimbabwe, where we visit the beautiful falls and take a helicopter over them. Uh, you'll not only see the falls, but the migrating herds of animals. Oh, it's amazing. And, you know, that that hotel, uh, I, to me, it's like straight out of the movie, out of Africa. I mean, I felt like Meryl Streep, but, you know, without the big hats and cheating husband. <laughs> I've got something to tell you. No, no, honestly. <laughs> Oh, Jeff, can you tell us, there's an amazing photograph of you at Devil's Pool. Uh, can you tell us about that, Jeff? Oh, I can. It was an incredibly harrowing experience. Uh, no, just just kidding. I mean, I, a lot of people, um, you know, one of the parts of this trip, you mentioned the helicopter tour over the falls, and then we also do a, a walking tour along the falls, uh, which is on the Zimbabwe side, and you're looking across to the Zambia side, which is where the water falls from. And, one of the, and once you're doing that walking tour, you actually get to look out over Devil's Pool across the uh, the gorge. And when people look at that and they see the tiny people standing up on the ledge of the falls looking down, um, and they, the ones that have signed up for it are absolutely terrified that, they've, that they're going to do this experience. <laughs> but I got to tell you, it, you know, it, it's, it's certainly not for the faint of heart, but it, it really is a once-in-a-lifetime incredible experience. And if you can get past the nerves of it, um, it's something you will absolutely never – never ever forget and and it really does give you some of the most incredible facebook or instagram photos um, that you'll ever have so it is you're looking down into the gorge of this river it's absolutely stunning um, you have guides that are there that know exactly what they're doing and can keep you totally safe um, but it's just really cool because you get to literally hang over the falls and just they're, they're snapping hundreds and thousands of photos of you literally while you're doing it. So it's, it's an amazing experience, really. I definitely recommend it. Oh, and, and today we haven't lost a single guest. Apart from that one, we purposely tried not joking. <laughs> so then on this trip, then it's on to South Africa, 
for the safari portion, which is one of the most unforgettable experiences you'll ever have. You're like 20 or 30 feet away from wild lions, leopards, rhinos, giraffes. It's just so humbling. Yeah. Can I just say, you know, I think because I've had this uh, conversation with a few people, I, I think some people are sort of terrified at the thought of being in an open air Jeep around these you know, huge predatory animals. Um, but, you know, our ranger explained it to us um, on the on our first outing this way. You know, we're on a private reserve, although that doesn't really mean anything in the sense of the animals because it's not fenced in. You know, animals come and go. They migrate and they, you know, yeah, so, so it's not like they're penned in or anything. But the animals look at the Jeep and the people in it as one entity and and a non-threatening of that, you know, threatening one of that because, you know, nobody in these Jeeps have ever attacked them. Um Every Jeep, you know, has a rifle on the, you know, at the front. But as our guide said, she'd never had to use it in five years. So it's really not something you need to be fearful about at all. No, it's so safe. And, and you do these game drives in the morning and you do them in the evening each day. But there's one part of the evening that is my all time favorite. Uh, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Harry, it's called Sundowners. Uh-huh. Um, each Jeep and its group stops somewhere in the savannah and they set up cocktails and hors d'oeuvres for you. That, that is so amazing. Amazing, you know, I mean, and you get so bonded with your ranger and your guy during these game drives. I mean, I, I still keep in touch with our uh, ranger on Facebook. She was this adorable Danish girl. Yeah. And then, of course, there's your favorite part, Eric, the glamour. <laughs> yes, I do like me a night's room. And those rooms are spectacular. You know, we take over these uh, five-star safari camps so that, you know, it's, it's an all-gay experience. And the rooms are, are these huge suites and they're gorgeous. We, you know, they're, of course, they're air-conditioned. They have fabulous bathrooms. Some have plunge pools. I mean, even the prissiest queen, you know. Like you, dear. Yeah, it's like me. We'll love it. I felt like I was in a four seasons in the middle of the South African tundra. I mean, it was just an incredible experience because, you know, you get the, be- the best of, of both worlds of like this, this incredible nature and wildlife experience. But then you get to come back to these really luxurious surroundings. Oh, absolutely. And then we had to one of the world's greatest cities, Cape Town in South Africa. It's bordered in three sides by water and capped on the fourth by the most amazing uh, site that is Table Mountain. It's truly spectacular. And and the city is just so cosmopolitan. Yeah, and, and we stay at the uh, fabulous one and only resort. Oh my God, it's just one of the best hotels in all of Cape Town, if not the world. Yeah, I, I'd say it literally is one of the best hotels in the world and, and the best part about, about it is it's right on the bay, which is you know in the perfect location within Cape Town. Um, you're totally surrounded by great restaurants, nightlife. Uh, you know that's all part of the Victorian Alfred Albert. Sorry, the Victorian Albert waterfront, also known as the VNA. That's what we locals like to call it. <laughs> You do, and that's our home base for all kinds of touring, like a full day tour uh, to the Cape of Good Hope Nature Reserve, and a full day tour to the Cape Winelands. Choices, choices. You know, can I? Can I just? I'm sorry. Can I just say, even if you don't drink, the Winelands are really a, kind of a can't miss event because the scenery is just stunning, and and you know we also do other tastings like olive oil tasting and and all that sort of thing. So there's a lot to. Uh, to that's packed into this for people even who don't drink. Yeah, absolutely. And the wineries we visit are picture perfect. And we have gourmet picnic lunches at one one of the wineries. And, and it's just like, unlike any picnic lunch you'll ever have had in your life. I've talked about that picnic lunch so many times. It's, it really was just fantastic. And then that farewell dinner that we had at, is it De Grindel? I think it's the way you say it, the, the winery name. Um, it was just like one of the most memorable moments I've we've had on, on a Brangie trip. It was just stunning. Um, 
so, you know, long and the short of it is this trip is just sort of a cavalcade of different experiences from, you know, from scenery to wild animals to sophistication and glamour. Oh, which pretty much sums up Brand G's 2023 array of trips. Yeah. So we, we hope that you'll join us on at least one, if not two, maybe three. Um, <laughs> But really, now a number of the trips are already sold out or getting very close to it. So if you are interested, definitely don't wait. And as we've mentioned before, if you see a trip that's sold out, don't hesitate to get on the wait list because those often open up and you don't want to miss your chance. And you don't want to miss your chance to meet Jonathan's twin, Maisie Dubois. I mean, that's, you know, let's face it, that's worth the price of admission alone. It's actually a shame that this is an audio podcast because you can't see the stunning beauty that is Miss Maisie. Huh. But if you're on a trip that she's hosting, you'll really get an eyeful. Mm, yeah, she she really is a stunner, isn't she? <laughs> yes, always seem, seem to be left speechless by her. Yeah, I wonder why. Okay, I'm detecting a note of unwelcome sarcasm. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. And hopefully we'll all see you on a brand G trip very soon. Yeah. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.